This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I need a moment to breathe. Because one, I can't breathe. I was say, and try two, through your nose, but that's not the. You do, it's gonna you know, wheeze. But you know what is interesting? Nose breaths are the things that calm down your nervous system. So if you're struggling to breathe through your nose, you may actually be missing a lot of like nervous system regulation that you need. I think I'm missing a lot of things in life. <laughs> we all are. Missing yeah, <laughs> like because of my breathing, it's so true. But like, we're gonna get this. We're gonna get this figured out. Okay, we're gonna get this situated. Maybe we'll do a little bit. Dr. Sugarman. Okay. Well, we have it recorded now, so I'll remember yeah. the name. Dr. Joseph Sugarman, Beverly Hills, ear, uh, and throat doctor. Like, does he take in, like insurance? I'll deal with that later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do, do the logistics later. Okay. 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 Well, hi guys, it's me, Stephanie Megan, your host of Brocco Therapy, and we have the lovely, the baddest Nicoletta from Sluts and Scholars. Thank you for coming. I am so honored to be here. And- <laughs> Be a part of your community now. And We're all friends. And it's, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And we, this is the first show I'm recording since the live show. So that was last night. So I'm just getting it, it awesome. together. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just if getting it come, together. you missed out. And you should definitely buy tickets when the next one happens. I just remember meeting you and I was so excited. You're like, we're recording tomorrow. I was like, oh my God. And I just gave you the biggest hug. I was like, it's you in person. We made sure to plan it for later in the afternoon. For yeah. Because you asked for the morning. I was like, girl. You're like, bitch, who the fuck are you? <laughs> it's like, I want to be real. <laughs> I got things to do. I need to sleep in. Yeah. But thankfully, I'm not hungover. You know, I don't know how, but I'm really impressed with your I was, stamina. Yeah, I, you know, it's years. My 20s kind of prepped me for this moment. So, but I can't do it anymore. Like, I don't know how the fuck I used to go to Coachella and things like that and, like, sleep in the shade of a car and camp in the dust and just be able to rage for four days, three to four days in a row. Right. Now I can barely make it through, like, an evening. <laughs> like, I have to take a nap. Yeah. To prepare, to make sure I get through midnight. You yeah, know what and, I mean? And then I used to be able to drive home Sunday night, get home at, you know, four or five in the morning, go to school the next day on Monday. And right. now I need like a, I need to carve out like a week recovery time. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so like, and then I'm not, you know, it's then the so weekend and I don't have any stamina for work. Right. You're like, oh my, I'm now I'm too tired to work. <laughs> no, I honestly, like, I miss those days. Like, of just having, like, your body doesn't feel anything. You're like, yeah, let me just get fucked up and take all these drugs and eat jack-in-the-box. Well, you can have that now. I think it's just called dissociation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's just called 
called not being in touch with your body and pushing it to the limits oh until you die. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> Which true. Which is, like, a fun ride for a while, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, Some I guess. Some of us go there unconsciously in our, in our trauma. You know, it's good fun. Oh, my God. It's wow. A, it's a hell of a drug. Right. I was like, this got dark. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we talk about that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're here to talk about... This is actually your personal therapy session. I know. This is like, we're okay, we're disassociating. Oh, my God. No. I, thankfully, I don't drink the way that I used to. Like, I mean, I was just excited last night, so I think it was a mixture of like... We're celebrating. Exactly. And it was like a, a sense of like dopamine because people are cheering, you know what I mean? So I'm like just even more... I think I was like... I should have. I was like more drunk than I should have been because I really didn't drink that much, you know. And just associates cheering, right? With exactly. Like whenever you hear it, you're just like chug, yeah, chug, like right? Anything, like, it's like a high. You get like a high. So it was like this high mixed with like two shots of Fireball, you know. I mean, I think I had like a few pink goggles. Like I had, maybe I did have a good amount. Well, of you have to, you know, support the sponsors. Exactly. I was just supporting, you know. Yeah. Hashtag plugging. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> Oh, my God, ADHD. So you just saw me be really chaotic, so now I'm just gathering my thoughts. We are here today <laughs> to talk about, I mean, honestly, anything. I, like, I always get, like, questions and stories about, like, how do you, like, spice things up in a relationship? Or, like, I really like this guy, but sex isn't really great. Or, like, you know, how do I tell him I want to use a vibrator? Or, like, I want to do, you know, I want to do this. I want to try this. Like, people are always just, like, don't know how to do that. Yeah, this, though, these are all the same clients I get in my sex therapy practice. Yeah, and for me, personally, I felt like this was something I could even take my personal take is, you know, I've been with my boyfriend for two years. Like, yeah, sex is great, but it's just like there are times where it's, it's like, okay, what's, like, what's the next new thing we're going to do, you know? And, like, how do we get to that point? And sometimes when you're really busy, you're like, like, I give it up to Nikki who could, like, plan and prep and be like okay this day I'm gonna peg a man you know like for me like I have to be spur in the moment and you know it, it, like our schedules like I get too tired and it just like I feel bad because I feel like I'm not as sexually excuse me oh my God. and I just farted I'm so sorry wait at the same time I'm so sorry well I'm turned on so. Is that a kink? That has to be a kink oh, to somebody. Absolutely, it is. People sell farts in jars. People oh. love getting farted on. Like that's who uh, I need to have as my audience too. Like you I can need to absolutely get absolutely have an OnlyFans that's all about farting. I would make so much money. Yeah, people are, are into like mind control by farts. Like there's oh, it, you imagine it, it is out there. But based on what you're mind control about, by farts. Yeah. What? What is that? <laughs> I've just controlled you. Yeah, you just controlled me. I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, how? Very <laughs> turned on and sleepy. <laughs> wait, so it's like you fart and you just control their mind with the farts? Yes, like the like the uh, the fart is like a smell that you breathe in, like a noxious gas, and then you're like, I will do whatever you say. <laughs> <gasps> I would be so fucking rich um, if I did this. So let's get this business going. We need to. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> Again, if you can, like, imagine it, it is out there. It exists. Um, yeah. But in terms of keeping things, like, 
spicy or whatever. I mean, I think first and foremost, it's important that we have to like normalize the lack of spontaneity mm -hmm. in long-term relationships. Like we are all taught this bullshit archaic thing that like if you love somebody it should just happen naturally and this right. kind of you know whatever shows we watch rom-com thing people who have been together for years and then it's just like they come home and they see each other and it just and they like, just fuck and they just fuck and yeah. it gets hot and heavy and then they come at the same time and it's just so magical like not real I mean it is could it be it can yeah. be real it is like an item on the menu but right. when you're in a long term relationship and you have work you have stress you have other things going on you potentially have kids you have a podcast like if you are not doing what I call scheduling spontaneity, mm. sex is not going to happen most of the time. Mm. Like, you can wait for it to happen spontaneously, and if you're okay just accepting that it's probably going to happen less, like, that's fine. But mm. you have to schedule time, and I find that people are really resistant to this when I, when I tell them. And I don't want to say you need to schedule sex, because that can put pressure on, yeah. of like, if it's scheduled and then I'm not in the mood, I have to do it anyway. Mm. Um, but scheduling spontaneity is kind of like scheduled pleasure time, where you're just setting aside time for, like, pleasure, for connection, and then you get to pick something off the menu in that time frame, as mm. opposed to, like, on Thursday, we're for sure going to do anal, because sometimes it's <laughs> not an anal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, but I think a lot of people are resistant to this because then they're like, but I want it to be spontaneous. It's not fun if it's not spontaneous. But, like, let me ask you this. Have you ever taken a nice vacation or a nice trip? No, You're like, what? bitch, no. <laughs> I need one. I know. Like, I need one. Okay, but whether it's that or, like, something else, like your live show, mm -hmm. were you able to just do it or did you have to plan for it? I had to plan for the live show, yeah. Why? Because I wanted to. Because you wanted to. Yeah. Well, did any part of the planning make it more fun and exciting? I know sometimes it's stressful, too. Yeah. No, it was fun to kind of, like, create a Pinterest board. And, and did you get some, like, like, anticipation? Yeah. Like, excited, like I did. Probably nervous, but also excited. It was, like, was a good coming. nervous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But this is the same thing that can happen oh. when we, like, schedule spontaneous time together. Right. Right? But a lot of people think, like, oh, it's sex. It should just be be easier it should just happen right um and it's just not often true and so then we get stuck and then we aren't having it and then time passes by and time passes by um and we're just not committing that time and it, it sucks yeah like how like what's the best way to do it because if I think like scheduling like okay put it in your google calendar at five o'clock today we're gonna like go into the bedroom and have sex like <laughs> I feel like for me I would you're right. Like, I'd be like, that's just so typical. Like, I guess I, it needs to have some sort of excitement and, like... Well, but then you get to plan for it, and you don't necessarily have to plan for it together. You mm. can plan for it in your mind and start getting yourself aroused. And the reason why this is important, has anyone on your podcast talked about responsive versus spontaneous desire? No. Okay. Not at all. All right. So this is, like... <laughs> this is your chance. This is my chance. <laughs> this is, this is all you. Up. Right. Okay. So this is key. Um... Everyone has a different desire and arousal pattern. So just to like put it out there in a way that will hopefully make sense, there's a difference between desire and arousal. Arousal is just the body's like physical unconscious response to stimuli. Mm -hmm. Like if I just like jump out and yeah. <laughs> like your body may get aroused. It doesn't have to be sexual, but like a part of your nervous system turns on oh. in response to stimuli not necessarily sexual. Right. That's arousal. And so that's the body physically responding. That's the heart starting to race, the breath oh. starting to quicken, lubrication starting to happen, and it's unconscious. Desire is the, like, heart and the mind of, like, I want to do this thing. 
Sometimes desire happens without arousal and sometimes arousal happens without desire. Okay. So what that means is like I could be experiencing physical arousal, but that doesn't mean I want to have sex. And this is really important when we talk about consent and non-consent mm. stuff. Or on the flip side, sometimes you want the thing, but your body is not responding the way. Like maybe mm. you've got some whiskey dick or maybe you're not getting lubricated right. or your dick's not getting hard. Right, but you right. want this thing. Mm. Um, so sometimes it doesn't line up. But here's where this comes for responsive and spontaneous. So there are some people who experience what's called uh, spontaneous desire, which means like the wind blows and they're like, I have a boner. Right, right. <laughs> I'm ready to fuck. This is mostly like cisgendered men. I was going to say like my boyfriend. I feel <laughs> like he just wakes up in the morning and he's like, I'm horny, you know? Right. It's not necessarily gendered, but it's like when right. arousal and desire happens at the same time and you just kind of feel like not a lot has to happen for you to be down. Spon uh, responsive desire is more like Throughout your day, you might not really be thinking about sex. You're not really mm. like, uh, like there might be things that excite you or turn you on, but you're not really like just ready. Um, right, and right. And so then if the spontaneous person, can I put my hands on you? Yeah, yeah. If the spontaneous person comes I'm up like, and they're me. like, hey, babe, and you're like, I was just fucking editing my podcast. Like, right. why are you trying to come at me? Right, right, right. Um, that the responsive person doesn't really experience desire until after their body starts becoming aroused. And so it's not about, like, forcing yourself to be like, well, just wait it out. You'll, you'll love it eventually. <laughs> not right, in like right. a rapey way. But, like, in a way of knowing that I need to make sure that my house is clean first and that I have a long warm-up. And then after I start kissing, then my body starts becoming aroused. I start becoming kind of turned on. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I remember that I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that this can be pleasurable. Now I want to have sex. But a lot of people don't, a lot of responsive people don't give themselves the time and the platform to build to that. Whoa, okay. This <laughs> makes sense. Like, I, I understood. Like, I, because there's been times where I'm like, uh, you know, ADHD, I obviously, like, independent, you know, podcast, yeah. I'm doing everything myself. There's a lot on my plate to do, you know, yeah. day to day. So it might take a lot to switch into like a place where you can experience pleasure. Exactly. Like I'm not, th even though I'm editing and talking about sex and like, do, you know, but like that's for work, that's for work. And then, but to like my body, like my mind isn't thinking about having sex. Right. Like I'm, I'm always thinking about something, especially when I'm stressed. Yeah. Like I don't think about it at all. Like nothing gets me there, but I've realized like, you know, I'd be, you know, I'd be like, okay, whatever. And then once somehow, you know, yeah, we're like in the moment. I'm like, oh yeah, I do love it. I am a fucking whore. Yeah. Like I, like, you okay. You just need a little time to get to your whore self. Yeah. Like it, it, exactly. And it's just times too, like where, okay, it's like, it's the weekend and I actually don't have plans or like things I need to get done right away. Yeah. And so I am more in a relaxed state mm -hmm. and that's what I'm ready to be like. Let's fuck, yeah. you know? Wait, let me ask you this. What helps you relax? Because that, for the responsive person, <laughs> you're question. like, I don't know. That's why I'm talking to a therapist right, right now. Yeah, exactly. We're like, that's <laughs> a good free. question. Therapy is <laughs> too expensive. No, <laughs> um, So I think a lot of people don't spend the time to know what that takes. And, and look, mm. not all of us can get to a state of like pure relaxation. Sometimes it's like relaxed enough. Right, And then if right. we get pulled out, we learn how to, like, come back to the moment. There's another piece of this that's really great called um, erotic blueprints. Have you talked about these? No. It's kind of built on this, like, spontaneous responsive framework, but it's sort of like a, almost like a personality test for your sexual style. <gasps> 
I need to take that. I want to okay, know. We can literally look it up right now. Can we? Okay. Yeah. How do I look up? Okay. I'm not a huge fan of everything this company does. No offense, but um, there's a good Goop article about <laughs> it. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I get okay. it. But and they actually talked about it. I really liked this. Uh, the show Sex, Love, and Goop. I actually thought they did a really good they job. They did a good, really good job, yeah. too. I will say, because I'm, you know, Grandpa, Goop could be, yeah. But okay, that was so a good show. Miss yeah. Jaya, Erotic Blueprints. Basically, we all have kind of like a different... Was Erotic Blueprints? Erotic Blueprints. Um, and we all have a different style of like what arouses us, how our desire works. And so this sex educator, Miss Jaya, and her partners kind of like broke it up into... Um, different categories that we all kind of have different percentages of. From mm. what you're telling me, I think you're what's called essential, which is like the upside is that you can, you really like the artistry of stuff. Like you like the sense, you like the yeah. colors, you like the, the sensations. Yes. And then the shadow part of that is you get stuck in your head. Is that right? Stuck in my head. Yeah. Like, I mean, explain further maybe I am stuck in my head about being stuck well, in my head you definitely read these and we'll have to come back you'll have to come back and tell listeners like yeah. what your blueprint is shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples y'all know Claritin is literally the most on brand sponsorship that I could get there's been so many times that people have commented on an episode and been like girl blow your nose a little bit like you sound real stuffy are you good and all I needed was a Claritin to help treat my allergies. Especially right now when it's springtime, the flowers are blooming, pollen is in the air. Best believe I have my Claritin in my pocket. And I love her. I love my Claritin D because she helps me survive through this allergy season. And honestly, just helps me survive in general because y'all know I just have allergies all the time. <laughs> so if you guys are suffering with allergies, I would honestly suggest coming from the allergy queen myself to go and get yourself some Claritin D. Don't make yourself suffer, especially during allergy season. So go get yours, boo. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
Um, but like, you know, getting stuck in your head about like, well, what does this look like? Or I need oh, to do yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100% um, for sure. How, you know, how does my body look from this angle? Or like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To, There's like, I'm always thinking about like, oh my God, yeah. my gut is completely out right now. Like, okay. So geez. for the <laughs> responsive person who might be sensual, you may need to like take ownership of what prep you do before that scheduled spontaneity time. Because if you're just, if you're kind of like a classic car with that like responsive desire and you're like waiting for somebody to like turn you on, uh-huh. it's going to take some time in the moment. Uh, maybe right. not all the time, but especially with a long-term relationship. Yeah. Versus if you're like doing little things throughout the week that like start like boiling the water a little bit to a simmer, then by the time your partner, spontaneous partner comes at you, you're ready to go. Yeah. I also like like, for instance... So he went on like a work trip and yeah. he came back and I guess it was just like, you know, he was sharing a hotel with like a coworker. He can't like jack off and shit. So there was just a lot of build up. I mean, you can. I mean, but. you can, but you know, he was just trying to be professional, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, let's just hold it off. Let's, See, let's keep the love. My right? profession is like, we're masturbating. You're like in this, this right. You're like, what do you mean? This Get is out professional. Of the room right? So I can masturbate. Do it in the shower. This figure it out. Right. <laughs> but he just, you know, he just didn't do it because he just had, you know, whatever. And so. So he just had a lot of buildups. When he came back, he was like, he's not, I mean, he could be really aggressive, but I think when he approaches sex, he's not aggressive. He's aggressive once we're in there. Do you want him to be aggressive? I, like, liked it. I liked that he was just, like. You felt his hunger. Yeah, like, I felt, I loved feeling his hunger. Because, like, and I, I get it, because I'm, according to Danny, I'm a Gemini in my sex life. So I'm very, like, I'm either in or I'm completely out. Like, because I'm just, you know. And so he, my boyfriend doesn't ever want to, like, feel rejected, you Sounds know? like he's going to work on that. <laughs> Maybe he needs therapy. <laughs> yeah, like, he was just like, oh, you know, I don't want to, like, and also just, like, consensual. Like, he doesn't know what the right way to, like, go about it, you know, yeah. without, obviously, he wants to be, like, forceful in a way, but, like, because I'm so black and white sometimes. Yeah. It, he doesn't want to push it. He doesn't. He's still trying to. I think we're still learning, and he's still learning how to like go about it. Yeah. You know. So. Well, that's uh, where I think knowing who's responsive and having your partner know this is so important because a lot of times people will feel rejected, right? As opposed to being like, "Oh, we're just different styles." Yeah. Right. Or the way that like the blueprint folks express it is kind of like you speak a different language, and you could be like you know kind of like love languages you could be saying one thing in this language and if you don't understand the language I'm speaking it's going to feel like we're not connecting or we exactly. can't connect no 100% but if you can learn each other's thing and each other's language and each other's style it's going to be easier to not take it personally because instead of it's like rejecting me it's like oh we just got to change the approach mm, like we just right. have to I just need to speak a little bit of a different language here right um, and that can feel a lot less shitty with the rejection yeah because I feel like in the beginning now it's not like I still have these moments but not as bad as like maybe like when it first started happening it was like I used to feel like bad for rejecting him like I didn't want him to make him feel like I wasn't into him it wasn't anything about that you know and I think especially because like I have a show that's so sex positive and I'm very sex positive and all these things that like sex positive also means respecting when you don't want to have sex right but I think you know sometimes like people and men that I've dated always assume like, yeah. oh, like she's just ready to fuck any time or I'm fucking everything. Oh yeah, I mean I'm a sex therapist. Right, <laughs> right. I understand. You understand, <laughs> yeah. So I think some, you know, there might have been assumptions, and I feel like I could, I, 
I, I've also said things in the past where I was, like, not fucking for a while. I was like, as soon as I got a boyfriend, I'm going to be fucking every day because I thought I'd be like that. I thought I would want to fuck like, every day. Um, I heard on episode right. 34 <laughs> yeah, was that like, you uh, mentioned. when you found a boyfriend, you'd, we'd be fucking every right. day. Right. And how to manifest a man, you talked about, <laughs> like, how you said you want to fuck all the time. I thought that's what we were going to get, you know. So I get it. But it's just at that time, I wasn't having sex. So I was just, like, built up. Yeah. So I was like, I would fuck every day to make up for it. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm here and I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> you know? So it's like, I'm like, oh, wait, maybe I don't work like that, you know? Because, I mean, this is my first adult relationship. Like, everyone in the past were just kind of like situationships, like some, yeah. like, smaller flings. So it was always kind of this, like, I don't know when I'm going to get it. So when I did get it, it was just like all in. But when right. you're in a relationship, you know that... Sex is always there. So sometimes you, like, I'm just like, oh, I could just do it later. I have things to do, you know? And, I mean, I think that's it's important to acknowledge that it's not going to be there all the time. Yeah. But it is like a, I don't say it's like a job. Obviously, it's a job for me. But, right. like, it, it does require commitment and time and energy. Yeah. And so if you're saying that, like, it's important to you, but you're noticing you're not putting in a lot of time and effort, like, that's okay if that's all right with you. Mm-hmm. But, like, it does require time and effort to, like, build that, that right. space and to get into the moment, especially if you're somebody like me also that gets stuck in your head. And so if you're not doing enough to allow yourself to get to a place where you can actually be open to pleasure, um, that's going to be hard, mm-hmm. you know? But I, I get it. Like, it's, it's difficult when you have work and other stuff going on. But, um, you know, if it's important, there has to be time carved out. Otherwise, right. like, you're just going to keep... Pushing it off. So how do you know when it's like, I mean, this isn't a, a situation that I'm dealing with, but like other couples, you know, how do, how do like just a couple in general know that like maybe it's not because you're into them, mm-hmm. you know, even though you love that person. And so, but like you're not sexually aroused or, sec, you know, you, don't, you just don't feel super sexual with them. Like yeah. what's, what advice do you have for situations like that I mean I'm biased but go to a sex therapist (laughs) (laughs) I mean honestly yeah because there's there's a lot I mean yeah there's nuance to it I guess well I think this is where I have a little bit of trouble I I do think sure there is definitely like a natural thing where we can find ourselves like in our pheromones like really attracted to somebody Mm -hmm. and things like that but also like I do believe that connection is something that can be, like, built and can be discovered and rediscovered Mm -hmm. over time. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're in a long-term relationship. Like, we live, you know, in a culture that sort of has this mentality of, like, the quick, easy, um, I don't know, swiping mentality, right? right? Where it's like, well, if something's not working and now I have to put work into it, like, next. Oh, Um, yes. And so so I I do believe that people can create connection. And, look, so many people, myself included, like, have sexual hang-ups, of sorts. And so I do think that even if you've like never had a certain kind of what some people call like natural chemistry, mm-hmm. that that you can create connection, mm-hmm. but you do have to be willing and you have to put work into it. Mm-hmm. And even for the people that like maybe have that natural chemistry, whatever, at the beginning, um, that fades. Yeah. You know, it's so fueled by newness and by hormones. Like, the brain on new love looks very similar to being high on cocaine. Honestly. And so yeah. it's like, th- that's going to fade. And so even if it's a line, you still have to put work into it. And so, look, I can't decide for each individual person, like, when is too much work. Mm-hmm. But it is work. 
Mm. And so you don't have to do it alone. Like none of us are fucking taught how to do this. That's why people come see me or see a sex coach just like wanting to learn the tools to make this work. Right. And so I do believe it can happen. And on the flip side, no one person is going to be your everything. And I'm still trying to, even though I know that logically, like there's still a part of me that in our culture feels like we it, it should be one person. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, one yeah. person who's our Anatomy, friend, our right. lover, our, you know, sexual partner. You have to categorize, like, like, everyone in a certain box or just one thing, and yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and so I think, look, there are some people who maybe you don't as easily align sexually, but all the other stuff works, and if you're deciding on monogamy, you can work at those other things. Yeah. Um, or you can become, you can open up. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But yeah, it's it's dedication, it's time. And so for people who aren't feeling connected, use some tools. Yeah. Like, go to a sex therapist, go to a sex coach. Uh, there's some great online classes. I like one called Beducated. They have a Oh, yes, of, I know Beducated. Yeah, they've got yeah. classes online you can take. There are retreats you can go on. Um, one of them is uh there's some called Back to the Body for men. There's one called Apollo. Like, there's all kinds of shit. Mm. And so, sure, you may decide at the end of that that, like, it's not working. But if it feels worth it to you, put in the work that matches how worth it you say it is. Right, right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like with anything, even if it's, like, a job and you're just like, I just, I can't put in the work anymore. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, you just, you feel it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is okay. But, like, then, you know, be... I agree to that with your partner. Like, maybe this isn't a priority for us right now. Right. Yeah. Have a conversation. Also, so what if, you know, let's dive into, like, non-monogamy and all that stuff. Like, you know, let's say, because one day, me and my boyfriend, we've been open to, like, one day having an open relationship, whatever that looked like. We're not there yet, just because I feel like it's still very new. Um, It's not new, but it's, we're just not in that phase. But we're, like we see the perks of it. We see how, like, just having sex with each other the entire time is, like, could get a little stale. We might want to switch it up, you know? And so, but for other people who, like, don't know how to approach it with their partners, like, how do you go about that? Yeah. Well, firstly, I'd like to acknowledge that I think, like, not that you have to be, like, sexually or romantically non-monogamous or that either one is better than the other, but, like, I think we're all non-monogamous to an extent, maybe not sexually or romantically, but, like, mm-hmm. do you have multiple people you love in your life? Yeah, everybody. I love everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. everyone. Yeah. Right? So, like, we have the capacity for lots of love. Yeah. And then I also think how, I mean, I'm going to say, can I ask you a personal question? But I feel like this whole podcast is Yeah, yeah. Personal. Ask me, get as personal as you want. Uh, how do you feel about your sex life with yourself? I don't have a sex life with myself. I don't, like, masturbate. I, I, I so... I grew up in a very, like, Catholic household, very, like, sheltered. There was not a lot of permission for that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as much as, like, when I was younger, there were times where, yeah, I'm humping a pillow, and I'm like, I like this, or I'm, like, touching myself. Yeah, of course. You're a human being. Right, exactly. And, like, I think every person goes through that phase in their, like, younger years. Yeah, mine was the pole at the park. I love that in public, bitch. I love. Well, so I didn't now you know like, it was Matt. I mean, now I do like public things. So yeah, you're like maybe I that. Wonder, and there was always boys playing baseball that I would hit on. I don't know, but like I didn't know it was sexual at the time. But you right. know, I just I would like hang on it and like clench oh, my muscles. And yeah, I you'd was, be climbing I was on that. Fucking the... ripped. Let me tell you, for the amount of hours I hung on that goddamn pole, like that. maybe you're meant to be a stripper. 
Oh, I mean, I love pole dancing. Right, exactly. I don't Do have you? the fitness anymore. Oh. <laughs> but uh, maybe if I start masturbating at the park again, but I maybe. think that's illegal. Now. Yeah, that yeah. might be. As, <laughs> as like a grown woman. Like, like I can get my own pole at home. Right. <laughs> but I love that though. But yeah, but I just, I never fully like, I feel like all my friends are like, oh my God, I was masturbating so much when I was younger. Like I wasn't, I was, I was ashamed of like touching myself. So it was, yeah. It was a lot of shame getting to the point to the to the point and now as an adult, like I just I got used to never doing it. It was never yeah. something that I did. But I love the vibrator. I love like having sex, but it's just you know, I actually tried to explore masturbation more like a few years ago. And it was really hard now I know ADHD, but it was really hard for me to like focus. Like I would get mm-hmm. it was just when I was single too. Yeah. I would get really sad after <laughs> Like, but or, that comes from a lot of people who have some shame. Yeah. You know, it's a very vulnerable, and, and our body holds so much trauma and stuff. Like, that shit gets released through sex, through orgasm, through touch, through mm-hmm. um, dedicating time for pleasure. Like, a lot of people experience what's called, like, post-coital dysphoria. Yeah. And they're sad after. Yeah. No, I'm so glad. It, like, okay, there's a word for it, right? Yeah. So what is it called? Dys- post-coital dysphoria. Sometimes okay. it's a hormonal thing because it's like you get a high and then you drop. Yeah. Um, but other times it's from shame, it's from trauma, it's from. Um, it was more so like I felt sometimes like lonely. You, like, needed to release it. Yeah, like I would feel like lonely, like because I would like yeah. try to imagine or like I'd watch porn and I'd be sad because I'd be like, I wish that was me. Or sometimes I'd be like, How much are they getting paid? Like I'll think of production. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that that well, that like, just could be ADHD. Yeah. watching, but like you can do that before you <laughs> right. self pleasure. But I'd be like, oh my god, or like the camera yeah. angle. I don't know. I like I get into production mode, yeah. and then I'm like, no, no, it's not we're here. Well, look, you that, know, that's gonna happen. Like getting right. out of the moment, and so a lot of things that I help clients with is like tools to help bring them back. So it's not about never going out of the moment. It's how to like re come back to yourself. Right. Um, Emily Nagoski talks a lot about that in her book Come as You Are, which everybody should read. Homework. Uh, <laughs> it's a good one but I think I mean I know I'm not your therapist but can I give you a just a suggestion? pretend you act like my therapist okay, you, you're my therapist right now um <laughs> I wonder if you're open to non-monogamy it sounds like it might be interesting to start with making sure that your first non-monogamous thing is your love and pleasure with yourself mm. and, and why like, is that treating yourself as your own primary partner for a little bit okay um, I mean, for a lot of different reasons. I think that it is important to have a pleasure practice with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great Audre Lorde quote, and if you don't know who she is, look up her stuff, uh, listeners out there. But she did a lot for helping folks, especially communities of color and marginalized folks, kind of, um, yeah, basically activism through pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so she has a quote that says something along the lines of, like, self-care being an act of... Um, like warfare almost in a system that tries to like bring us down or tell us that that you don't have the space or don't deserve pleasure and so having a pleasure practice and that doesn't even have to be masturbation that could be like a skincare practice that could be putting lotion on and telling your body that you like it that could be making some good tea for yourself yeah but a a time when you're like this is a time for me when the only goal is like being with myself and pleasure which is sort of telling your mind, body, and spirit that, like, you deserve this. Oh, like, wait, this I want to cry. I think I'm getting my period. Also getting my period in, like, four days. So I'm, like, extra. No, but it's yeah. meaningful. It's, it's, um, I cry a lot when I slow down. I'm, like, why? Do like, I really want to. Because my What spell are you casting on me? It's my fart spell. It's your fart smell. 
<laughs> oh my god, you're right. You're under my, you're under my therapy <laughs> fart smell. Right. You know, actually, just to not, yeah. not that it, you can't cry because I welcome it. <laughs> I had a client, or he wasn't a client, a potential client reach out one time who um, I get a lot of what's called creepy callers, or I used to back in the day, mm. who don't actually want therapy. They just want to like talk about sex on the phone and see if they can like make you uncomfortable. Uh, or Ooh. masturbate on the phone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so sometimes it's hard to tell because people call in and they want to talk about sex. So it's like I got to be open to, like, weird shit. You know? Right, right, right. Um, and when I say weird, I mean it lovingly. It's I love right. weird shit. <laughs> You're so, like, like, weird shit is the yeah, best that's shit. that's my jam. Right. Um, <laughs> and so first he reached out and he was like, you know, wanted to talk about therapy. And then ended up he lived in a different state. And I was like, look, I can't do therapy with people out of California. But um, I can give you some referrals if you tell me, you know, whereabouts you're, you're at, if you're comfortable. And then he was like, actually, I would just like to pay you to fart in the room with me. Because uh, I've gone in some public restrooms and I really love the smell after a girl shits in it. <gasps> Send him my way. <laughs> in my head, I was like, well how much <laughs> like I fart all the time right you're right, right. I, can I do can't this. do that as a therapist but right. uh, maybe in a different kind of practice it could be a different type of client yeah yeah, yeah. So I sent him to like a pro, a pro yes. dom who would do that for him but anyway back to crying right right right, right. back to crying back to crying <laughs> it's just the emotions crying for at the same time <laughs> no but that's what I'm saying it's fucking healing to allow yourself a space that's like this is just pleasure for me mm-hmm. and so I think what that does is first it helps you feel more like deserving of pleasure, which makes you more able to receive pleasure from another person. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, it helps you get to know your body more and like what you like. Uh, Thirdly, it doesn't have your partner be the gatekeeper to your pleasure. Oh, shit. So a lot of times we wait, and if something's not aligning with our partner, it's like, feels like, they're holding us back from all this great stuff. And if they were just better or we were more connected, you would have more pleasure as opposed to like, I'm the best fucking lay I'm ever going to have. Right, like, right, right. You know? Exactly. Like, so like, like I'm I the best need, I've ever had. You know, yeah. Sometimes it's nice to have you there. I'll let you be there sometimes. Right, right, but right. Like, my time with myself is the best. Exactly. And that like, I mean, till this day, like I just, I, you know, I also, there's also this like, not the sex shame that goes with it, but it's yeah. like, the, the body dysmorphia, uh-huh. I think, too, is, like, oh, I'm ashamed of, like, the way my body looks naked. Or I'm ashamed of, like, looking at my vagina. Like, yeah. it's so dark and hairy. And, like, you know, like, I, I was so hard on yeah, how, how my vagina looks. In, how could you be in the moment and experience pleasure when you're When I'm just, that. like, my vagina's ugly, yeah. you know? Like, when, I mean, not, I don't think that anymore. I'm, like, she's great. She's beautiful. But this mm-hmm. has taken work, you know? And, like, yes. I mean, honestly, I'm still even working on it. It's, there's still moments where I'm, like, I don't want to look at her. <laughs> I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to, like, look at myself in the mirror, like, naked. Like, that's something I need to practice on because I know that's, like, body dysmorphia 101. No, but but self-love to me is a muscle. It's not, like, a goal that we get to where it's, like, now I love myself. Right. Forever. (laughs) You know, like, and nothing can touch me. You're, like, I'm healed. Yeah, Yeah. like, if you know somebody like that, fucking introduce me. Right. I want to know what farts they're smelling. Right, exactly. I want to smell their farts. Shit. I'll inhale their farts, farts. right? Um, But, yeah, it's a practice. And some days it's easier than other days. But having a pleasure practice, and even if it's not a self-pleasure one, is going to help you change the way you feel about your body. Okay. Because it's literally telling your mind and your neural pathways that I deserve to have time made for me. I deserve to have someone show up for me. And I am pleasure able. 
and mm -hmm. I deserve pleasure. And so like setting aside a little bit of time, even if it's just fucking 30 seconds where it's just something that's for you, that's going to build your tolerance to what's called positive affect tolerance. So positive affect, like we all kind of have triggers when we know that something is like too shitty and right. we start to get triggered. Right. We also have triggers for feeling too good. Mm. which fucking sucks <laughs> right 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 and that can come from like not feeling like we deserve something shame trauma um all kinds of stuff just being women and feeling like we're supposed to be a good hostess right whatever it is so it's a muscle and if you work on having a pleasure practice you can get to a place of having a higher positive affect tolerance where you are more able to receive the good you're more able to receive compliments you're more able to receive pleasure you can yeah. stay there a little longer because it should be easy to receive pleasure, but it's fucking not. It's not. It's hard. Especially yeah. giving it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also feel like I need to, like, be naked in front of the mirror more. Mm. I feel like now that, like, as I'm talking to you, I'm like, you're right. Like, I don't masturbate. Like, I don't masturbate at all. Yeah. Like, especially, like, as of lately. I feel like I've tried to experiment with it, and then now I'm just, like, I don't even... Like, I don't even get the desire to. Like, people talk about it all the time. Like, oh, I'm just going to masturbate, whatever. I'm like, it, it's not even on my, like, day-to-day -day plan or in my calendar. Like, yeah. it just doesn't happen. And, like, it is a lot of, like, I don't want to look at myself naked. Like, I, I just had that kind of, like, I'm going to cry, Nicoletta. I just had that realization. But it's because it's hurtful, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, Why am I so mean to myself? <laughs> Should we say a few nice things? I don't know. I don't know to do that. I'm also getting my period in like four days. Yeah. So it's like extra. I get no. really, I cry like days before my period. I'm mean to myself a lot too. And it's, for me, it's not usually the physical, it's the emotional stuff Aww. about like, what am I doing wrong? And I should be doing this better and I should be doing that better. Oh, that too. Be, oh my gosh. It's, it's fucking tedious. But luckily there are communities, there's support, like shit. I'm thinking we need to get our friends together and have like an, a little naked party <laughs> where we just love on ourselves and like practice it together. Oh my God, that sounds terrifying. That would, it would be scary. <laughs> but you know what? There's also, but there's also professionals who specialize in this. There's people that I like send my clients to and there's... um. There's so many good resources for this. Like one is, um, I don't know if you've heard of OMGS. <laughs> I'm wet. <laughs> different kind of wet. <laughs> I'm a different kind of wet, but I'm wet. My How face is, is like. How is that for you? Like, I, mean, this, I guess it's like therapy, right? You're supposed to cry in therapy. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you gotta. I just think I haven't cried about it in a while. Yeah, I'm so here for you. I also, like, hate being vulnerable for people. And here we are. So I, like, laugh at myself. So I'm, like, crying, but I'm also, like, <laughs> laughing at it. Like, it's an Aquarius thing, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm, I appreciate you being vulnerable with me, and I'm here for you. And also, if that's too much, we'll make a joke about it. Okay. So it's not too it much. It makes me feel good to, like, laugh at myself in, a, like, an endearing way. Yeah. That's why I think that's why I try, like but I it make jokes like you about found, it. you found where like the healing can happen. Yeah, you I know? just laugh. I make a joke. Yeah, well, that's how a lot of us deal with it. Like sh shit is hard, you know. And I, I mean, uh, shit. This has been my shit, 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 shit. shit. <laughs> well, you know, shit. <laughs> right. Shit, just be like that. Shit, just be like that. I mean, fuck. This is my career and I'm still working at this stuff all the time yeah you know, it's it's a process and I've had so much help 
<laughs> yeah. I still go to a lot of therapy. Right. I was like, therapists need therapists too. Like, I go to a lot of retreats. Um, there's some like beautiful retreats on the subject of sex too. I have a, a colleague who hosts some called Back to the Body. Um, there's some really great ones out there, and they're all focused on like practicing this. Yeah. And like, this isn't something that you have to be lonely in and like do by yourself or should do by yourself. Like, healing doesn't mean we have to have like a naked, you know, party like I was talking about. But uh, <laughs> maybe we could get there one day. <laughs> We're on the it's a stepping stone. Yeah. Um, but this is something where we need support, you know? It's yeah. It's like a relearning, it's a reteaching, and it's really nice to not have to do that by yourself. It does. It's just like scary. It's totally scary. Like, I don't even like swimming in front of people. Yeah. Well, one small, are you open to a suggestion? Yeah, I'm open to all the suggestions. <laughs> one small thing, because look, if it feels like a big step for folks listening out there to go from like zero to 100 on the like self-love, now I'm just going to masturbate every day. Like, <laughs> that can feel like a big ask. Right. Right. And I feel like a small step is just in the morning when you wake up, before you pick up your phone, before you do anything for anybody else, yeah. Um, before you answer your texts, before you even talk to your partner, like tell tell them to hold on a minute. Right. Just take thirty seconds to do something that's just for you. I love that. That's it. Just thirty seconds. Like to touch yourself or it just not, even. Let's not even say sexual. Okay. Something that has no goal, that is not for somebody, that is just for pleasure. Yeah. That could it could be sexual or it yeah. doesn't have to be it could be like just rubbing yourself it could be putting on your favorite song and like flailing around in a onesie um Aww. I've done that um it, it could so be like very like, specific yeah. I love that <laughs> it could be like <laughs> making a tea and like really enjoying the tea um it could even be like while you're brushing your teeth like get a little freaky with your toothbrush and Aww. like rub it on your tongue and lips in like a sensual way like you've done that too <laughs> maybe <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, it could be like drinking a glass of water with intention. It could be saying right. uh, a nice thing to yourself. Doing a like, stretching in the morning or yeah, something. Yeah, start small. Literally 30, uh, 30 seconds of just something that's just for you. And that's going to start to Aww. like build that. And then I think next step after that would be doing little like love rituals. And I don't mean like self-masturbation pleasure thing, but like in the shower when you're washing your body or if you lotion your body. Just, and this this has often made me cry when I've done it. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Um, we'll just keep crying about it. Yeah, because it I'm is sitting here and it keeps coming stuff. out. Sometimes it has to. You're just so wet today. I'm just so wet today, you guys. This uh, needs to be a shirt. I know. You cry that just says I'm so wet. I'm Please so wet today. Shirt. I know. Oh my oh my God. God. This needs to be a this scholars, need, uh, that might be the next merch please god right i mean that's why the front of my cover photo is me crying because it's just it? uh, yeah <laughs> were you actually crying well actually the first time so i have different versions of it i try to do one like every year every other year you're like i hate being vulnerable but it's marketing but it's marketing <laughs> and it's it is what it is but um the first one i ever did in 2016 like i actually like was crying. I mean, over traumatized it, but I remember I was like yeah. taking photos with my friend, and he was like, "Well, like think about a situation that made you sad." And I think like the day before, a couple days, it was very soon around that time. I like was really upset about a guy because I was like, we had sex, and I was telling him how much I really cared about him, and he fell asleep. Just so relaxed. <laughs> he was just so touched and yeah. relaxed and like it was like, like a lullaby. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> it's unconscious, right? right? I'm talking about arousal. 
he fell asleep. So I like cried. But I was like, now I laugh about it. But back then I was like, what the fuck? So I was really hurt by that. And so when I, and I was starting this podcast, I had that photo shoot. And I remember I was like telling the story and I was like, like, I was like kind of crying. And then I was like, wait, maybe I should put like, run my mascara like it, so it yeah. kind of like built from that so then every year I kind of do like a different version well, of it but that guy, because of you uh we have a very successful podcast exactly so shout out to Nick <laughs> thank you Nick <laughs> thank you Nick for making me cry yes <laughs> for making me cry and falling asleep in the middle of me like, confessing my love for you so okay but that's a good point right right see how hurtful it was when he fell asleep on your love right right <laughs> when we don't make the time to have a little pleasure practice for ourselves, that's how, it sounds so cheesy, it's gonna make me cry. That's how it feels to our inner child. Aww. That we're like falling asleep. Anything with the inner child. I know. Makes... <laughs> but that's how it feels to ourselves that yeah. we're falling asleep on our love, you know? We're yeah. just looking for that and we're just sort of like, I don't have time for that. Ugh. And like how fucking rejecting. But that then feels. like you're giving it to like this person who's like, doesn't care where they just fall, they just fall, you know? And it's just yeah. like, wait, I should be giving that. Yeah. To my younger self, because clearly, yeah, or at least avoiding. first, and then you yeah. can have more to give. To exactly, if you want. like they didn't deserve that because yeah. I was definitely neglecting but myself at that time. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> yes, like I deserve it. I know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna keep crying. <laughs> no, I'm so wet. <laughs> yeah, the the second like practice I think is like even like, I was coming back to talking about it, but in the in the shower or putting lotion on, just like when you're already doing something, mm-hmm. um, say some nice things to that part of yourself. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> even if you don't fully believe it yet, um, even if it's only like factual stuff. Yeah. So, like I don't know. I'll pick my own body. Like let's say. I've been feeling a little self-conscious about my belly lately. It's kind of like the biggest. I've, it's, I'm sort of at the heaviest oh, I've been. Me too. I just can't drop the weight. Yeah. And so what I'll do is I'll like, I'll rub it. Aww. Like I don't know if y'all can see it, but I'll like rub it like this. Yeah. And I'll just be like, thank you for digesting like wonderful food. Aww. <laughs> or like, thank yeah. you for like allowing me to walk around. Right. Um, thank you for being so soft. Like you are loved. Yeah. Beautiful. You, you want to love. You are yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I love you. Right. I'm sorry Aww. that I mean to you sometimes. Like kind of like the way I would want like a lover to touch me. Bitch, and just, I'm gonna like, cry again. Because <laughs> I don't get to you. I'll just keep crying. Style. I know, bitch. bitch I'm, I'm gonna, gonna cry, cry again. again. <laughs> and I'm so wet. You're right. Um, but just yeah, it's gonna change your brain. You know, yeah. and it's a practice. Some days are harder than others. Sometimes we don't do it. But I, I'm a big fan of, like, doing things smartly, too, and in a way that works for you. So don't come up with some, like, big 20-minute, hour-long ritual if you haven't been doing shit. Like, you're not going to do it, and then you're going to feel bad you don't do it, and then you're going to hate yourself more. Right, exactly. Like, pick something that is doable, that is small. So I'm talking maybe, like, we'll start with one in the shower, 10 seconds of, like, thank you for... Being alive today. <laughs> like, Aww, I like I'm the way do the that. feels. Like, literally 10 seconds. Yeah. And start with that. <laughs> so what? <laughs> so what? <laughs> no, because I do, because it's like, I've never admitted this, but like, so in our shower, there's like, the mirror kind of faces it, and like, you know, it's mm. kind of like that cabinet, you can kind of open the, med- you know, the medicine cabinet and stuff, and I'm like... And we have, like, clear, like, you know, you could see through, like, the shower. And I'm just, like, I see through and I see myself naked mm-hmm. and to the point where I always open it so you, I don't see myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cry. I'm so fucking wet. 
I'm so touched and it's so funny at the same time. I have so much love. I have so much love for you right now. <laughs> so much love for I have you. So much love for you right now. Like, it's it's like, fucking hot. Should we take another promo photo? Which I know. It, it, it is. But that's the thing. It's fucking intense. And I know it. That's why we need like community. Yeah. You know, and, and we also need the people around. I mean, look, I am a not a fucking fan of this bullshit that's like, no one will love you unless you love yourself. <laughs> because I'm like, if we are wait until we love ourselves uh, fully, you will never find it. You'll never have love. So it's just the process of doing it. And, you know, we're social creatures, so we do need that from other people. We have to find our communities. We have to find our you know, broke off therapy buddies or whatever yeah. to like uplift us and, and hold us accountable to do these things with each other and help us see what we can't see yet in the mirror and like practice those types of things. Um, it is fucking healing. Like we need that. But we're, we're taught, you know, it, it benefits, it benefits the people in power to have in-group fighting. And that's what, I'm not gonna get on a too long of a patriarchy rant, <laughs> but like, that's what it's done is it's a lot of women, you know, it's turned us against each other that yeah. we have to like compare. And that was very strategic, you know, that keeps us down because in-group fighting doesn't allow for us to like fucking feel in our power. Exactly. Right? I agree. And I feel like that's even why like, it's like, I've haven't done threesomes with another woman in the past, even though I want to, be, you don't be, or even hooked up with the woman. At her body too much. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I'm so ashamed. I'm like, yeah, I'm like they can't look better than me. Yeah. like I like or like you know what it is? It's just like I Sounds don't know. Like you need maybe a one-on-one woman to just like worship you. Yeah, like I need to be. Maybe I need to like. Yeah, need, like, my worship kink stroked by a woman. Okay, so there are also practitioners that I love referring clients to, and um, they're called sexological body workers. Have you heard of these? No. But they're basically... I'm learning a lot of new things. (laughs) They are sex coaches and sex educators and or somatic sex therapists, they're called. So they're not talk therapists. Um, Talk therapy does not include touch most of the time, Mm -hmm. um, at least not in a sensual way. But sexological body workers help people work through this stuff in a hands-on way. (gasps) I think I need that. So they are like a safe, trained, consensual person to sort of help you be able to receive and work on things, but there's like no, I mean, of course there's stakes because it's difficult, but they're not your partner. Yeah. You know, there's not, you don't have to worry about rejecting. Um, they've changed my life. Wow. That, yeah. I need that, I think, to like guide me through. Would uh, recommend. Okay. Well, you need to give me all everybody, the recommendations. Everybody should, I mean, the <laughs> shitty part is like, I wish they were covered by insurance and they should be. <laughs> right? <laughs> They should be. That's under yeah. therapy. Why not? Yeah, but it's, yeah, we need help to do that, right? Like, we need somebody to teach us how to do this stuff because all the other things around us have been teaching us how to, you know. How to hate ourselves. Exactly. Pretty much. Like, we learn to, to, like, hate ourselves. It's Well, sucks. so the good news is that's a learned behavior. You can unlearn it, but you got to, like, fucking be repetitive about the unlearning. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard with, like, social media because it's, like, me and the twins talk about it all the time. We get I so many. Hate. I mean, I love y'all, but I fucking hate social media. Yeah, it's like so, especially our Instagram comments. It's just I don't know why Instagram loves to like put us on misogynistic men's feed. Oh, how fun! <laughs> I'm like, you're getting the audience all wrong here, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets, if, you know, as I could be saying something really empowering, like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're two something, whatever, like you could find love, you know, you're, 
because people are like, I'm too fat to date or whatever. And like, I've had a, a whole episode about that. And I just had like so many people shaming. I mean, like, no one likes fat people or like no one. It's only you have to be skinny. So it was just, it was a whole thing. I'm like, I'm trying to make, t- make two steps forward while y'all are like trying to, you know, make like 10 steps yeah. back. It's, it's a whole thing. So I don't know. Makes me miserable. Yeah, I mean that's the whole topic. Is we could go on another rampage, you know. But um, but so with all those comments, we need. That's why we need to surround ourselves with other narratives, right? To combat that, right? You know, we have to we have to fucking dress for war here and like have all those tools with us so that we can face the like deluge of all this shit. Right, right, and not to take so many things personal. Yeah, so I'm, I'm learning to numb myself in the comments. It's hard. It's hard. I even wanted to fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they catch me on a bad day. I might. Yeah. Right. We're I might. But I try not this to. This is not a threat. This is not a threat, but I will fight you. No. Um, but, oh, my God. I mean, we could keep crying. <laughs> we could. <laughs> but we are running out of time. Later. So I want you on again. We talked about this. We want to do. Can you explain? Because I'm going to butcher the words. The horses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to make a quick segue into horses. Um, <laughs> just hey, to clarify. Right. <laughs> just to clarify. <clears throat> not sex and horses. Right. No, yeah, no, no. It's nothing bestiality. Yeah, we like kinky. Um, you can play a horse. But anyway. Yeah. But I clarify yeah. that because in addition to sex therapy, I also do something called equine assisted therapy, which is therapy with horses and donkeys, uh, which a lot of people do are like, what do you mean when I say I do sex therapy and equine therapy? They're like, so who's fucking the horse? Who's fucking the horse? <laughs> like, is this how to? Yeah, I get it. Um, not what's happening <clears throat> is a type of therapy, an experiential type of therapy where you basically get to work in support of a sentient, beautiful, magical being like a horse. Mm -hmm. Um, And they kind of help us work through our stuff in real time. Um, It's very like relational. It's sort of, it's a lot of metaphors. uh, But I find that people kind of, you know, are able to, yeah, work through things that they're struggling with in a real experiential space with the help of a horse. Because people kind of like, will project things onto the horse. For example, if we're, like, dealing with some, like, anxiety around relationships, let's say you're hanging out with the horse and then it walks away to go get water and the person's like, he hates me. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get to explore, you know, what came I'm like that with my cat. I'm like, she hates me right now. Well, it's really hard to feel rejected. Right, exactly. Like, they, like, give you something, especially my cat. She's, like, so loving. (laughs) So loving, but, like... She has a limit. But she's like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. Her positive affect tolerance is so low. It's so low, yeah. <laughs> she has boundaries, and yeah. I respect it, but... Um, additionally, they also just really help with co-regulation. They have a lot of what's called mirror neurons, so they, like, really help you kind of regulate your own body. Um, there's there's so many layers of it, but, yes, we... Stay tuned, because I think yeah. we're going to do an episode with horses I'm already crying, thinking about it. <laughs> so is it like you talk horses to the horse, or do you like... Do I, Actually, do we just both give therapy to the horse. <laughs> we, they talk to us. Yeah, we're like, how do you feel about the hay that you're getting today? Right. Was the way I poured the water... Uh, Was it okay? Did that work do, for you? Do you like warm? Yeah. Room temperature water or refrigerator? Like... Cool. So usually the way that it works is I'll like sit down and meet with somebody and then we will talk about what they want to work on. Um, My therapy office is at a ranch. So sometimes uh, people will come just for a horse. What a life. An animal. It's pretty cool. (laughs) What Um, a life. 
I am really lucky to be there. I right. Mean, I found it and I, I, you know, I did work to get there, yeah. but it's really cool to be able to Amazing. make it happen. Um, yeah, it's called uh, Special Spirit. Y'all should come check it out. Uh, but that's where my practice is. And so depending on what we're working on, it can look different. Some of the days people just like need animal love. And so we won't even talk. They'll just like be there with the horse, like crying with the horse Aww. and like getting love and non-judgmental, non um expectational like love right from the animal and that can feel really healing and let people be like seen other days um we'll be like okay this is what we're gonna work on today and then i will sort of give them a guided activity to do with the horse and during the activity stuff will come up that probably comes up in your regular life and then we get to work through it in real time so for wow. example i've had couples like build an obstacle course that represented the kind of sex they want to be having. And then mm -hmm. they have to figure out how to get the horse through it. Wow. And then you'll get to see like, how do they communicate? What are some ways that they do it differently? What are their different approaches? How do they work together? Wow. And it's usually very reflective of what's happening in their real life. And so it's sort of like a little like art therapy where you get to see in like a 3D way, how do people show up in relationship? Right, right. Um, and then you got this wonderful non-judgmental creature yeah. who's like, the real therapist. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. I want to do that now, but we got <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> We're gonna make it happen. We We're gonna make it happen. Pigs and goats and oh, sheep. Okay, and I just want to come over. Yeah. We could do it all. Like I just want. I love animals. Anytime you want to cry with a goat, I'm I got so you. down. <laughs> I'm so down. Like I'm. Like so, I'm like. Can we? Can, can we go down? <laughs> I got things to do. Uh, well, where can people find you? This is where you plug yourself. Um, if you would like me to make you cry in other ways, um, I'm, and she's gonna um, or make get you cry. really wet. Um, I have a podcast that, that's too. That's the name of the episode. Uh, called Sluts and Scholars. Um, we will probably be having an episode together on there sometime as well. So I'll probably me. cry more. Perfect. You can find me on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars or at Therapy with Nicoletta. Um, I'm also online at slutsandscholars.com. Uh, and anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, and sometimes TikTok, but not really. <laughs> You're like, it's I'll hard. Do like yeah. one, one a month, maybe. Right. <laughs> it's hard to be consistent on there. You have to do like three, they say like three times a day you should be posting. I'm like, one. Yeah. How? That's yeah. hard. Mm. Yeah, slutsandscholars.com so. <laughs> <laughs> is where you'll find me. Oh, and thank you so much for, I just want to give you a hug just because like I, I had a breakthrough moment. That's what therapy is all about. Vocal therapy. So, anyways, Thanks follow, for having me. I will have you back. We're gonna hang out with horses, and it's gonna be a whole thing. Well, follow me, Stephanie Megan, or go to brokeltherapy.com. All that shit is there. Okay, bye. Uh, broke girl therapy. Broke broke girl girl therapy. Have you ever been stuck on a call you really wish you could get off of? I guess it's official. Oh. I guess we're partners. Thank you. I Here we go. I feel like after that incredible dinner that we had with you the other night, and I'm, I'm not going to tell you how much it was. But you try like, to put two dozen oysters in a spreadsheet, you know, your accountant's not so happy. So can't even write those off when, yeah, they, when they come from Seafood gets tricky, so. Right. Conference call follows a down-on-her-luck tech industry wonderkin by the name of Julie Burke, who has no other choice but to partner with two brothers from the reject piles of Shark Tank as they desperately try to develop their next invention. When recordings of Julie's calls with the Toad Bros end up in the hands of an investigative journalist, she presents her audience with the wild twists of Julie's story, showcasing the best of their worst, most cringeworthy phone calls. 
Conference Call, a Paradiso Media production presented by Realm, stars Elizabeth Henstridge, Jeff Ward, Gregory Stees, and Emma Roberts, and featuring Karen Gillen, Beck Bennett, Dimi Dijuibe, Clark Gregg, and many more. Be sure to listen and subscribe to Conference Call wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at realm.fm.